And with that, that ladies. <laughs> oh, uh, no, but I, I think, honestly, I'm a little bit confused with what's going on with Mahomes because I don't know if you guys, like, notice when tabloids do this shit. They're doing this shit with, like, Pete Davidson right now with <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Yeah, Kim K. Where, yeah, where... Like, if they want to, if the point of their story is like, wow, look at who Kim is dating. Like, can you believe it? They'll use, like, the most unattractive picture of Pete Davidson possible. Yes. Like, to, like, drive home the point that this is a little bit weird of a relationship. It's like, Um, I feel like the modern, like, equivalent is when you see those, like, those (laughs) internet, like, ads that are really low quality that are like you won't believe where this actress is now and they just have like made they just made her like fat and like ugly through like photoshop exactly yeah no exactly that and but what i'm noticing is like what mahomes looks like now sometimes it looks like they're intentionally trying to make him look like tired and disheveled and shit but he just kind of looks like that on the field i don't he's completely looks like a different person almost it's kind of funny from that standpoint um yeah they're they're uh not looking too good and i don't I know mean, if you've seen also the tiktoks his brother has been putting out lately jackson yeah jackson i haven't, I haven't seen been, any of them but I mean, but he got in trouble a, for one again for accidentally dancing on sean taylor's number yeah which shouldn't oh, have been on really? the sideline to begin with should have been on the field but nonetheless oh my god that's ridiculous but no i've seen a few with patrick in the background and he looks so just done with everything like his girlfriend is engaging with it or fiance or wife or whatever they are but he's just sitting off to the side and just looks like a completely broken man it's kind of i don't know part of me laughs because of how cocky that team was that their entire run but I don't know if I was ready for them to fall off like this. My fantasy team certainly wasn't. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 23rd episode of No Country for Big Men. My name is Patrick Leapart, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ryan, a.k.a. Ry Ry Rhino, and by Jack, a.k.a. Little piggy boy. Now, hold on, hold on. Before you accuse me of using that nickname again, I haven't used it for an episode intro. It Jack, you know, came up with it later on in an episode, but it has not been used as a nickname yet. So I don't want to hear no bullshit coming from you, Ryan, okay? That I've used these nicknames before, because I haven't. Oh, I mean, you got, a, you got off on a technicality. I'm proud of you for finding that little loophole and getting a getting an easy one on this week easy one i mean i don't know about that well it's been it's been another break since we last recorded isn't that right what it's been a couple weeks now so jack and i enjoyed ourselves at some music festivals came back covid free i'm assuming Uh, heard nothing nothing of any positive tests (laughs) we'll find out (laughs) still waiting still waiting test but since we've been back the nba season has started and football has become spicy with a lot of new headlines coming out a lot of new stories coming out 
so we'll, we'll get to that. You know, RJ obviously has his takes that he's waiting to fire off but oh my gosh you ain't kidding i've been waiting to sit behind this microphone you guys have been delaying the episodes with all your musical exploits and i don't think you've caught up on the airspace recently but no well first off i want to point out it's hilarious that we develop a partnership and then we immediately ghost the airways for three weeks i didn't have a phone i did not have a phone Oh, I want to. I forgot completely about that, and we're gonna rip you a new one for that one too. Oh, what? But my phone is really jacked up, and I've also completely forgotten about doing it whatsoever. No, I mean it's understandable given the weeks you have. I'm just giving you guys a little rib. Oh, we will return if you check them. If you check the airspace out, it's (laughs) hilariously just me speaking (laughs) into the ether, just by myself. Sometimes after a few beers on a night, I'll spew a take oh i did not know you're posting i did not know yes i've been been posting everyone check out air the app is called air a i r r where you could see some live takes being posted in real time you can find the no country for big men by searching or if we posted recently it'll be near the top of the feed but uh we've got some competition in terms of volume shooting there so I could definitely use some help over on on that. We app. have a we have a lot of followers, though, don't we? Oh, I'll be back. No, we do. We have 140. Oh Christ! All right, I will. Hop I think on. we're definitely popular on air. We just uh, we just got to give the people what they want, you know. Yeah, All right. I'm getting followed by a lot of people. Well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an announcement saying I didn't have my phone because I didn't have my phone because I got pickpocketed. So that was <laughs> uh, the last five of pickpocketed. Jesus. All right. Well, we'll get on that. But first and foremost, this is a Sixers and Warriors podcast. And we're going to talk Sixers and Warriors. You're goddamn right we are. Okay. And we're going to do it via podcast. And sometimes via air. Okay. Not airspace. God damn it. So let's talk some Sixers and Warriors. Both our teams doing quite well right now. Sixers probably doing better than the Warriors given their situation. Um, their situation is not the same at all. They're not missing. They're, both teams are not missing one of their best players. It's just the Sixers. Um, and tonight, they just uh, were recording this on a Wednesday, of course, November 3rd. Sixers topped the Bulls in a pretty, pretty close game in the end at home. Uh, DeRozan went off, so, you know, it is what it is. But Sixers pulled out a dub, and they've been having a good season so far. But Ryan, I think you said you wanted to rip them a little bit, even with their uh, success so far. The rip them? No, no. I'm I've been incredibly proud of how they performed, and oh. I think it's interesting that people kind of wrote off this team from the get go. And I know that the other top contenders in the East have not had the best starts, and I don't think that that those results will necessarily hold with the Bucks struggling a little bit and the Nets. I think it's a little bit different if the situation with the Nets might be more of a sign of things to come. But for the Bucks, I think they'll get back to their winning ways. But for the Sixers to be doing this without Simmons, and you know now they've played the last two games without Tobias as well, and to get two wins in those games, I think it's been incredibly impressive. And I think our depth is really showing through so far again we'll see how it holds Quark up through the course of this season well he's he started hot but he has definitely cooled off he has not been he's streaky. lately he's streaky that's that's what he absolutely. is absolutely yeah. 
He it's also hit game winners. game winners over the Trailblazers, so you know. No, it's very fair. But um, like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, was, yes, it was. Yeah, I was at that game. I was at that Monday. game. I was like, there was no game winners needed in the Monday game. But you know, you have those guys stepping up, and I was bragging before, but I'll brag again. I had a feeling that the George Niang sign signing was going to be good in the off season, and. So far, he's proven to be very valuable as like a seventh or eighth guy off the bench. So I've been very happy, and I think once Tobias gets into form, because I do want to rip that guy. Oh, okay. What the that's, hell that's, is going on? Okay. Tobias, we play the Thunder. We're 10-point favorites, and you're going to get outplayed by Baisley. Baisley, who I don't even know his first name. Tobias frustrates me, but the rest of the team has been nothing but positive. And again, we had Danny Green out this game as well. Still beat a Bulls team that a lot of people have been picking as favorite, or not favorites, but top contender in the East as well, and have been playing well so far for us to get this win tonight big. Do you see a potential Lillard trade in the future, given the Trailblazers' recent or start of the season slump? Let's, let's put it that way. And... I, I do want to touch on Simmons real quick. Uh, he and Dr. Ryan, I don't know if you can give me any doctor uh, knowledge on this situation, but he has been rejecting the team's doctors for mental health, uh, uh, mental health um, help. But he's been taking the NBA's team doctor's help. So the Sixers seem frustrated with that, that, that he doesn't want to use their doctors. Is what, what, is, what do you make of this? If, or is he just sort of still wanting to stay separated from the Sixers and not wanting to be a part of them, but still getting paid. Well, to my understanding, I think probably the reason that this impasse or kind of tug of war is happening is because if Ben is being treated by the Sixers doctors, I think that they there's more flexibility with HIPAA and everything to where they could potentially have conversations with the team about how he's doing. I don't know for a fact, but I have a feeling that is what's going on there. And with that as well, you know, again, it, it, with the mental health aspect of this, I'm not sure if that necessarily holds, but I'm pretty sure that would happen if his shoulder was injured, for instance. So the fact he's using NBA doctors instead might be, you know, could be a whole host of reasons. Maybe he trusts them more. That's probably the least likely situation. It's a stiff arm to the Sixers in general, probably likely, or it's because he doesn't want any of his situation known by the team, which again, I'm not, I'm not really confident in, but it's certainly an aspect that probably has to be factored in to some extent. Do you guys think that he's just doing the bare minimum just to get paid and that he doesn't, he's not going to find anymore? Oof. Am I about to get canceled? Maybe. Because, yes, I mean, that's obviously my, like, initial gut reaction is what I said he should probably do, which is show up, be like, oh, my back hurts. Uh, you did call that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... And our bet is still in play, Ryan. That's how you, that's how you keep the money. Um, and, you know, when we say physical ailments you know i mean nobody can necessarily say that you're wrong but especially when you get to the fact that he's saying you know he's mentally not ready to play 
which he he clearly had whatever form of the yips basketball is so in a sense that he might be right at the same time i think it's a smart strategy in a way to say that it is mental health because right now if you know if you do say that a lot of people who have no incentive to you know protect somebody are going to protect people for that and you know, that's a pretty good strategy to get people off of the story, at least for the time being. I'm not saying that he isn't having an extremely difficult time because this would probably be pretty difficult and pretty taxing on a person. So, like, I'm not trying to speculate from a whether or not he is actually mentally ready to play or not. Because also, after all that's happened in the offseason, I'm not sure I would be, you know, exactly mentally willing to to go out there. But from just a strategic point of view, from a PR point of view, okay, yeah, you can, you know, I know he was complaining about his back that one day, but it seems to have progressed into he's not mentally ready to play. Uh, That seems like the smart thing to do to at least certainly quiet the conversation for the time being. Uh, And yeah, there's absolutely a side of me that's like, you know, I mean, you do what you do to, because the 76ers can't call BS on that and get their money back. I, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't. I doubt. No, so there's no. a part of me that feels that, that it, this is the way to get around that. But at the same time, the situation is pretty messed up. And he clearly had, you know, some layup yips. So I wouldn't blame him. I'll, or at least understand that, yeah, yeah, this probably isn't the easiest thing to go through. So both is the answer. But like, I think it might be both. I think it actually might be both. Yeah, you navigated that take well, and as half of the jury on this committee here, I, I say that you're not canceled. I don't know if Patrick agrees, but I, I would not cancel you for We'll that. see. I mean, we're not posting this on Twitter, so we'll get it. Well, I mean, Pat does, but I mean, like, you know, our air audience, pretty chill. That's true. Uh, yeah. From what I... Chill people, of yes, chill sure. people. But you know, I mean, Twitter. Well, we'll see, we'll see. That's true. If I see my oh yeah, I I already got canceled by basic Twitter photography. So <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> need to rehash that. Beef. No, and I th- I agree completely with you. There's aspects that make it a good move from a business point of view, and so one is one has to think that that might be a possibility here, but. The reason it's good timing from a strategic point of view is also a reason why it's completely justified and and understandable that he's just going through some struggles right now. I mean, after the summer that he's had, I can't imagine getting in front of the home crowd. And so I got a prediction here. And I'm going to first check the schedule for the Sixers because I'm wondering if the Sixers have any upcoming road games... They probably or have some road games coming Yeah, but it would have to be several in a row for what I think might happen unfold. Oh, my God. They have, like, seven straight road games from the 13th through the 24th. How convenient. How convenient would it be for, and that's their longest road trip of the season. All right, boys, we might actually be getting some action here soon. You slow roll a Simmons go. He plays in like the second or third game of that road trip, doesn't even start off the bench or something. By the end, he started, but then 
pull him back and it's all for trade value and we see one of these trades go through it's perfect for me because i win my bet with pat that he still plays in a sixers uniform this season but also i do think that that step needs to be had before we get any reasonable trade value from him i saw on the twitter verse or maybe i should start referring to it as the metaverse i'm not i'm not really sure where i should go with that one but I saw someone propose a trade, and I have no idea from the opposing team's side if they would be interested, but it definitely intrigued me, and as a Sixers fan, I would say absolutely too. One for one, Ben Simmons for Brandon Ingram. I don't no, I don't know no. if Ben Simmons' value is at that. Pat's saying no to that? Why, How can why? you say no to that Why would you right say now? no? <laughs> I want Lillard. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Christ. Lillard is still. I mean, the way option. Lillard's playing, maybe he should uh, get some shooting yips and we can just trade yip free. <laughs> yip for yip. Here, here's, uh, here's a big no country for big men <laughs> question. You wouldn't say yes to Kingdom. Here, here's a big no country for big men question. Whose mental health are you less likely to believe? Ben Simmons or Naomi Osaka's? <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> that is taking my take in a place where I uh, never took it. I never questioned. <laughs> I never questioned. Who's a fake motherfucker, Ryan? Do it. <laughs> Shut the hell up, both of them. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't. I still don't think he plays at all. He doesn't seem. He seemed so unwilling to participate in anything Sixers related given the footage from practice. And I know that's like a very small sample size, but uh, then this whole thing afterwards and not wanting to be with the Sixers doctors, like I think he's still, yeah, trying to get paid, but yeah, I I, I like your take Jack. I think he's still like struggling. I mean, he is as old as we are and uh, it's a lot of stress, but something, something tells me that, uh, He's yeah. Just wants yeah, his money. I mean, I, I think money. it's. I think it's fair to point to. Like how the steps and how this went down, and being like, okay, I'm a little suspect. Considering he shows up to practice, he practices for a few days, he gets kicked out of practice. <laughs> he says his back hurts, and then it's I'm not mentally ready to play, which like again is believable because like god why would anybody want to play like why would you want to return right now without yeah maybe some kind of warm-up road trip where at least i i mean i don't know i mean if he ever steps when he steps foot in philadelphia again for the first time unless he stops playing basketball for like three or four years and we've all gotten over it (laughs) then he comes back like i mean they it's will, not going to be. Philly fans it's not, not going to be great. I mean, it's going to be booze, and it's going to be. Uh, I mean, as it, as it should be. But <laughs> man, I mean, he would get booed if he can't if he didn't play another game as a player and he came back as a head coach. Yeah, if he was a GM for a team, they would find a way to boo him. Exactly. <laughs> Which you know, I want to see him come back as a Sixer in this. Maybe months down the line he plays again and it's all just like we're so sick and tired of hearing about this. Just like get him on the court. Woo, yay, move on from the crowd. But 
I wanted I wanted to see some team boo their own player so vigorously because I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure that's happened in sports before, but like certainly not in any recent memory. Like all the ones have been, you know, LeBron in Cleveland, Durant in OKC, and it would never be that. But like, it would be hilarious that they would just be probably trashing their own guy. Yeah, wow. that would that certainly would be a historic moment. <laughs> yeah, it would, sure. be, it would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, it'd NBA be trade aggressive. deadline February tenth. So we got some. Time. Ooh, 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 it's gonna be stressful. I don't think I don't think he plays for the Sixers ever again. So we know talking about one player who isn't playing for their team. The Warriors also have Clay Thompson, who's not playing for them, and they're playing quite well. I've watched honestly. I'm sorry, Ryan, and I'm sorry to the No Country for Big Men fan base, but. I've watched more Warriors games this season than I have Sixers games. And I don't know why that is, but that's just how it's happened. So, Jordan yeah. Poole, looking pretty well, me good. too. <laughs> yeah, he's a chucker. Uh, <laughs> you're giggling. You, 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 when I said Jordan Poole's name, that just got you all. Mm. He's a chucker. Look. So, the Warriors started. Let me, let me, let me bring up their schedule just to get this right. But the Warriors started. You know, opening day, Lakers win. Clippers next, win. Right? Kings next, win. Thunder next, win. 4-0. They're looking good. And I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, this is nice. This is cool. Starting well. They they lose to the Grizzlies in overtime. I'm thinking, thank God. Thank God. Because all of that undefeated talk went away. It was getting ridiculous. They were like, is this the great, you know, 82 and 0? Could we? And I was like, come on guys, this is ridiculous. We've been through I never saw that. saying that. that Warriors so world. That's You're Warriors so world bullshit. No one was saying that besides yeah, Warriors world on Twitter. I was like, I've already seen them with the pressure of 73 and 9. I don't need the pressure of 82 and 0. No more glory days. Glory day time. Glory day time. Do not need this. So I was glad they lost. Now they can just focus on 81 and 1 and move on <laughs> and just get the, you know, get the get the one lump out of the way so they can just focus on the season, conserve their energy for the playoffs and, you know, Hopefully, maybe you know magic magic happens, but you know you know it was getting ridiculous. It was getting out of hand. I was I was kept having to tell people like, no, no, they'll lose at some point. And I mean, it happened early, so you know we're we're moving. The season starts now. The the Ryan, your No Country for Big Men uh, NBA Championship is looking pretty good right now because both the <laughs> I Sixers. Was laughing my our asses off at my prediction but both the Sixers it, and the Warriors are w- without one of their best players and they're one, some of the best teams in the NBA right now so I mean what does that tell me what does that tell you not uh, just one b- of their the best bot. players someone who thinks they're snubbed from the top 75 team yes. which uh, I, I love Clay <laughs> I don't know what he's on thinking he's a top 75 player of all time like oh man <laughs> I just, wow. it's like we need those, like, you know how there are anti-jokes that are just, like, dead serious, and and they're funny because they're, like, not a joke? 
we need like anti just people being corny as as fuck because i mean yeah i love clay too but like dude you're not a top 75 player of all time like <laughs> like i'm sorry man like maybe you're underrated but you're not top 75 all time and like i just want somebody like somebody on the edge needed to be like oh yeah no like i didn't deserve that you know, or something, or just, you know, just tweeting out. Like, the Dwight one, I actually understand, because, like, that is, that might actually be a little, I mean, when Dwight was good, it was really freaking good. It just fell apart really quickly, and nobody likes Dwight. I was Dwight. just going to ask who the active players on that list are. Oh, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's, I mean, it's not a man. James. But, yeah, I just need somebody to be like, you know what? Yeah, you know? glad i glad i missed out you know or, or like somebody so or, or the best you know when they tell people like i don't know i mean i'd imagine there were some people who made the top 75 that we knew were going to make the top 75 i just needed them to be like you know like shack i just needed them to be like you know yeah you're good you know you're damn right you're damn right i knew i was going to be in of course i was going to be in he probably did say that. Okay, I got actually a huge re- problem with the active players on this list. <laughs> Kawhi. <laughs> it's pretty funny to go from what you're saying to just being outraged. Yeah. <laughs> but Kawhi Leonard is on this list. Anthony Davis is on this list. How are these guys top 75 of all time? That's probably why Dwight and Anthony Davis were fighting. Because Dwight was like, you have never done anything by yourself what I did by myself. And Anthony Davis is probably like, yeah, but I'm a brand. I got to do what's best for me and my I'm my own brand. And Dwight is like, yeah, well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> is this like, yeah, is this like MVP conversation? I, I, I don't get this. This seems more by perception than actual skill. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Kawhi should be on there. But yeah, I mean. I always forget there. about Anthony Davis tenure, is uh, as much as he I think good. his peak is, you know, when he's good, when he does best, you know, I I think it's pretty amazing. But I mean, yeah. Well, At he carried point, Toronto to. Well, I mean, yes, the I, Warriors Kawhi, did get injured, I, I, but that playoff Kawhi, run. I was talking about Davis. I Kawhi, think Kawhi oh. needs to be on there, but yeah. yes, um, Kawhi did, and also that. That Spurs team was obviously very good, but yeah, he, was... he had he had Tony and uh, yes, yes, Timmy D? very good. Timmy D is Timmy yes. D on the list? No, he, uh, I mean he has to. Be. Yeah, no, I yes. know he's the, Timmy D is like a top fifteen, bro. Yeah, um, but like, is Jason yeah, Williams the, the, on the list? Lists are. <laughs> We're not going through this. I hope so. Lists are good. Lists are great. I mean, they get people fired up. People always get mad. It's like, how many how many times can people get mad about lists? It works every <laughs> single freaking time. You know, like every now and then. Usually it's through media. I guess I didn't know that the NBA does this. They, I think they did it at 50. So I guess they'll do it again in another 25 years. Which I think Dwight will probably be on it then. But my God, lists get people fired up. Holy you crap. Know- two other people that are going to be on the top 100 list that I'm predicting right now. LaMelo. LaMelo. Well, he, oh, LaMelo. I thought you said Carmelo. <laughs> yeah. LaMelo. 
It's like, and then the other one isn't even in the league yet. Uh, Bronny James. Jr. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm talking about. Getting on that hype train early, huh? <laughs> this is what you got to do with these guys now. It's like you can't even talk about them when they're rookies. You got to talk about them when they're high schoolers. Bronny James looks like a man <laughs> already. He just like grew up in the past half a year. Is he? Is he good? I mean, like, I know there's a certain level of, like, how old is he anyway? Like, I know there's a certain level of, like, okay, yeah, he's good because he's probably big. And if you're big in high school, you'll just, like, be good. And and he'll get offers because he's LeBron's kid. But let's see. He's class of 2023. He's 6'3", 190. So he's not as big as I thought. At least Still according... got room to grow. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, Let's see. 247, 247 Sports has him for hit the class of 2023. He's a four-star, so he's pretty good, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, he's ESPN pro- has him at the, as the 49th projecting in very well. I just, I just don't. Like, I know he's there, and I know he's in high school. I just don't pay attention to that whatsoever, and I just, have, I just don't have any idea whether he was actually, like, good or not. And I'm, I mean, I'm I sure mean, he is on some level because he's probably phys- very physically gifted, but like doesn't seem like he's his father type phenom. But well, yeah, I mean that would be right. It's tough to replicate that, but I'll be interested now that we're talking about Bronny. What the move that he makes for his year out of high school is, because while I would hope that it would be all of Bronny's decision on what he wants to do, I can very much see it being a calculated move by LeBron. To either ship him overseas like Lamelo Ball's dad did, or maybe even we see a G League development. Although I feel like LeBron is kind of buddy buddy with some of these college basketball coaches, so maybe he'll submit to the traditional NCAA NCAA route as well. But something to monitor. Yeah, it's, it's interesting on that note, just because I think a lot of players probably leave college or go international for the money. And obviously that should not be an issue for Bronny. So maybe well, but now in likeness NIL. That That's true. Really he can, he certainly, he certainly will be, be cashing in on that. Even if he goes to school or not actually going to like a Duke or North Carolina or something, or Kentucky might actually sort of up his brand a little bit for the country before he goes off to the NBA. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I would think that LeBron would maybe be smart enough to be like, you're right. You know, you're ready or you're not. And you need to like work on your game. Cause LeBron came right out of high school and, you know, a few guys have, and a lot of those guys have done pretty well, but, but at the same time, like, oof, that'll be tough. It'll be tough to make that leap. Well, and part of why I thought LaMelo would be so successful in the NBA too is, especially so early on, um, is it seems like the problem that a lot of young players have, we saw this with Anthony Edwards last season. We're seeing it with like Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, um, trying to think of some of the other rookies that have stood out. I mean, Cade Cunningham hasn't even gotten his feet wet enough to make a, a verdict on. But, you know, they, they start chucking. They're turnover prone. They're just not ready for that pace of play. And, you know, the the stardom that comes with being in the NBA, whereas guys like LaMelo, who grew up in the limelight, 
played with pros overseas in Albrani. Same thing growing up from day one in the limelight and has a bunch of professionals to play with, if not understand the game and the flow of it. Uh, I, I just think that they're ready at that age versus yeah. some other guys. It's just a totally different animal for them, and it just takes them a few more years to get used to that. And I think, actually, the more interesting question might be, like, how good is LeBron and where is LeBron still? Because LeBron's made it a good point. clear that he wants to play with his son. I mean, what if... Anthony Davis is really good and they've moved on from Russ and Dame is a Laker and they're all just like, Oh my God, you know, we're still pretty good. Dame is Laker. I, I, I hear you through that. And you know, they, uh, well, I mean, you know, you saw that report More likely at this point. I don't know if it was legit or not, but that he, you know, met with LeBron and Carmelo over the summer, um, to talk about wine. I'm sure. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, would it, cause Le- LeBron, I bet you will, depending on how good his son might actually be, but he's made it clear that he would like to play with his son in the league. And I think they'd be the first ever father son duo, like in the league at the same time. Uh, or at least maybe, you know, on the same team would be extra cool. So if LeBron will probably time up his free agency, you know how good he is then i don't know but with his son it's like well if his son's entering the draft and you know oh yeah that the, the lebron's gonna sign with whatever team maybe his kids drafted to you you put all you, your chips yeah, in I mean, like i don't know you know is lebron still pretty good in like three years well, I was just about to see what like, his numbers look like so far. I, I know he hasn't been putting up big ones, but I wouldn't anticipate he's taking the beginning of this season all too seriously. But, yeah, I mean, that's certainly an a- aspect of it, and he's certainly going to time up his contract so he can make that move. And that bidding war, if it ever comes to that, is going to be freaking You hilarious. know, it's like, do you get the best prospect, or do you get – brawny june or brawny <laughs> plus like 41 year old lebron because that's you know that could very well happen that could be a decision that has to be made he is not doing well so far not shooting well lebron lebron what is he shooting below career average and effective field goal he's shooting 47 percent from the floor but a f- effective field goal percentage of 53 I mean, he's still putting up numbers, but definitely not very efficient. Although, free throws, small sample, but 78%. Mm. That looks like it would be a career high. Never the best free throw shooter shooter LeBron was. What happened there? I don't know. I just ate dinner. I just scarfed down some pasta. Still stuck in my teeth. No, he's not. But he takes the tech free throws. He takes the tech free throws. It's freaking hilarious. It's, it's like and he always taking free kicks. Yes. Not, that's good ex- luck that's, telling him no. That's exactly. That is phenomenal. That is exactly what it is. That's so <laughs> funny. I have never thought about that. And that is so true. It's like, how do you go up to them and tell them they're like, yo, you're not good at this. And 
Uh, we have Bruno Fernandez, and we have like think about like like Real. But I know this is not a sock, but like Real Madrid had like Gareth Bale, and they were like, no, nah. <laughs> and like and like Tony Cruz, and just incredible free kick takers, and and like LeBron, like Kyrie's like a ninety percent, like Kyrie. <laughs> It's like a ninety-one percent, and that was a Laker. When he, he would not be taking the free throws. Yeah, like, like Kyrie, Kyrie wasn't the tech free throw taker for the Laker for the Cleveland Cavs when it was, it was freaking hilarious, and like he's neither was like he played with Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver wasn't. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I I didn't even know that it went that far back to the Cavs days. No, I mean, I don't really. Because I mean, I mean, you know, when the Warriors play the Cavs, it was a big deal, and I remember like there, there might have been like one or two times when like Kyrie, I mean, obviously when LeBron isn't on the floor, but like he, he in the, I'm, so I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident because I think like end of game big playoff games they'd get like a attack and like LeBron would go take the, the free throw and like Kyrie would be out so there. Much. I love that so much. Oh. All right. Let's Damn, talk we got about some soccer talk in there. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about the real football. That's American football. Well, Raga, halfway through the season, <laughs> we're getting there. And I believe you have something to say to the analytics community, maybe? I do have something to say to the analytics community. And for our audience, it might be falling on deaf ears because I know my Twitter timeline is very much curated for my interests and very much niche in its own right. But I'm very familiar with the analytics community on Twitter Always asking for, oh my gosh, why don't teams pass more? Oh my gosh, why don't they go for it on fourth down more? The probabilities say so. The numbers say so. Blah, 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 blah. And they get so offended when someone says, you haven't played the sport. You don't know what that what the comp- competition's like, what that competitive advantage is right. Like, my argument is always that quantitative and qualitative research should coexist. And so film guys, proverbial, and analytics community should work together for the best solution because no one on their own has it. And here's why the analytics community is so wrong about football is because they use numbers that are based on low usage rate. And what I mean by that is they always argue that fourth down, you should always go for it because the numbers say you should. Because they say a high conversion rate on fourth and short. But the problem is, the reason it's such a high conversion rate is because historically, going for it on fourth and short is not the traditional thing to do. And so you're biasing the sample of your data that you're looking at in thinking that it's the always the right move. And now what we're seeing is a historically high number of teams going forward on fourth down and you're seeing a lot of teams have it come back to bite them i can't tell you that dak prescott has had two qb sneaks that have resulted in fumbles on fourth and goal where the other team got the ball back and they didn't score 
on that position. When you continuously go for it, defenses adjust. And so it makes it harder to make it on fourth and short. So I just have to say to the analytics community, shut the hell up. Let's play some ball. We can absolutely use the advice that the numbers give, but to say that it's always the right move is just asinine because you remove the human element, you remove the competitive gameplay from it. Just stop. Okay, well, what do the analytics say about OBJ season so far? And, I mean, they say that he's he's a shit player, so, I mean... Uh, what what do we do with that? You're just, you're just really triggering me right now. <laughs> Free Odell, baby. Um, I guess I'm just rattling off the takes here, the football takes, because we need to get Odell out of Cleveland. This has always been a disaster. At first, I was really excited about it because when Odell, first off, my favorite receiver in the league, probably my favorite player in the league, definitely wow. favorite non-eagle in the league. Wow. Still... Besides Randy Moss, the best receiver I've ever seen play. Oh. Don't fight me on that one. Jamar Chase? All right, he's up there. I will give him that. And Calvin Johnson, I'll consider as well. But when Odell got traded to Cleveland, I was initially very excited for him. Things in New York, just with the franchise in general, didn't look up, so I didn't think he would put up good numbers there. And Baker was emerging as the superstar early on in his NFL career. But since then, it has been a complete and utter disaster. And Baker Mayfield has ruined Odell Beckham's career. It is now well documented at this point that Odell can still get open and that he's still an explosive player. Baker, I don't know if it's because he's too short. And, you know, honestly, maybe this is it. Odell is short. Baker's short. Maybe they literally can't see each other across the line, the offensive line. I don't know what's going on, but... Now, apparently, he's not practicing with the team, is considered not even a part of the team. Let's get him out of there. Let's get him to Vegas. Let's get him to San Francisco. Let's get him literally anywhere but Cleveland so that he can show again that he's still an elite receiver. I'd be down. (laughs) Do you think he could go to Philly? I would not want him in Philly, and no, they would never. Why? Because he's a because they traded up for a crappy wide receiver who we've documented how I feel about that guy. Who, by the way, how is Devonta Smith doing on the season? I know Hertz is not doing any favors, but underwhelming much. I want to see a real QB play. Fair enough. I will yes. give you that. Let's wait for Minshew in week 16, <laughs> as I predicted. Also, shout out to the Eagles for just what they signed Joe Flacco and then they just flipped him into like a fifth rounder <laughs> from the Jets, just like pure incompetence. <laughs> Who didn't even use him? I know. got a win with their other backup. Oh, that's precious. Yeah. That's so good. Um, I, mean, I, I will give Howie Roseman credit. He's unpopular, but he knows how to make moves like that. But he doesn't uh, know how to make the big money moves. I don't know. They did win a Super Bowl. But I don't know. It's Wentz. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just give him too much credit for that. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed to go awry afterward in terms of their move making. But they're clearly half tanking. But like not. they're not as bad as 
you know, Houston and Jacksonville, but we'll see that QB class isn't looking too hot right now, though. Ooh, uh, it looks pretty, pretty bleak out there. So, but you know, they also have the Dolphins first round pick, which is also looking to be top five projected right now. So uh, regardless of whether they draft a quarterback, just having those assets could prepare them for for making a move for one. That's true, because Russ Rogers. Let's, let's sign Rodgers. I, I, I think that Rodgers is going to go to Denver. I think that's if I had to lock in that bet. And I'm actually, Bookie Leap's going to take a look <laughs> at his little book uh, after this episode goes and see if I can bet on that, because I definitely think that's the case. Russell Wilson, that's a different story. Oh. Now we're talking. Jimmy G? <laughs> uh, you want him? He's yours. I would take it. I would take him right now. I'm not saying Ooh. trade a first round pick for him. I don't know, man. I would say two third. rushing touchdowns uh, on Sunday. So I'm <laughs> just like Jalen Hurts. I mean, I mean yeah, I'm, I'm like actually, there's a possibility that like Trey Lance is just Jalen Hurts, but with like a cannon. <laughs> oh, here we go. Because like the game he played against some lances the game the game he played against arizona they ran him like 20 times <laughs> like direct qb runs it was actually low-key concerning <laughs> no lance yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Taysom. Taysom. Oh, 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 oh well Taysom's like gonna play now so well i guess maybe trevor simeon i don't know well i thought is he injured why did I he's, didn't understand why Simeon came in? He's concussed. Yeah, he's concussed. yeah. he should be. Uh, I think he's dude, like did on you track to see come him back. Get destroyed on that route. Yeah, he got he got absolutely <laughs> destroyed in the same game. No, no, no. It, like oh, two okay. weeks earlier. Yeah, it was it was no. it was because usually concussion turnarounds are like within a week, which is pretty effed up. But his his yeah was a lot longer recovery time. Oh damn! No, I I haven't watched the Saints too and much this year. They're about to run him, baby. <laughs> oh, run God. him into the ground. Speaking of concussion recoveries, Uh-oh. shout out, sad shout out to Tyrell Williams. He got hit week one. Western Oregon product, homegrown kind of situation there. Definitely proud of what he's done as a pro so far. But yeah, he hasn't played since week one from a concussion that he went on the IR almost immediately for. I don't even know what that looks like, but it's kind of crazy. And, you know, he's not a huge name, so it's getting brushed under the rug anyway. But kind of crazy to think what player like that's been going through. So this specific player might make you want to give yourself a concussion after watching him because Kyle Pitts is a bust. He is not (laughs) what people think he he was going to be. And he's he's one hundred percent dust. Um, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is Jack is stone. Jack is stone cold. <laughs> Say it again. He's dust, bro. He's, I he's can't gone. believe Pat went there. He's gone. I wrote it in the show notes as a joke, and I thought he was gonna pass it off to me again. But no, he just he took the ball. That was it. That was the transition. 
he dunked on Jack there. I mean, what? Oh, I mean, man. this guy, thirteen yards, one game. <laughs> I mean, Jamar Chase is getting like that times three in one catch. <laughs> In one catch. Uh. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> yeah, Ron, I don't know if you want to follow up. <laughs> I think that pretty much sucks. I've ever laughed this hard on the podcast before. I'm dead. The episode title is going to be Pitz's Dust. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, if there's nothing else, (laughs) we can get into the shoutouts. (laughs) We can get into the shoutouts. What a what a grand old time we have here in No Country for Big Men. Just really questioning athletes' mental well-being, calling them dust. <laughs> Just seven games into their career, <laughs> can't even order alcohol yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't think he's 21 yet. Unbelievable. But yeah, so God. let's uh, let's get into. We some- know how to slander him like no one else. Let's get into some people that we don't want to slander. In fact, we want to do the opposite with, and that's that's some shout-outs. So, Jack, I know you just had a music festival, so I wonder if you made any new friends there, or if you want to shout-out maybe someone that was you you held up on your shoulders, maybe your own brother. I don't know. No. no. Uh, <laughs> did not hold him up. Oh. But... Um, no, I I mean he wanted to flash the crowd and I was like, No. No man. Thank you. We don't need that. Uh no, I you know, I my shout out will just go to uh the guys that were there. <clears throat> Kevin, Cole, Austin, Will, Graham, and uh Keelan popped in a little bit. So shout out to them. It was my first time, it was not their first time. Yeah, it was everybody's first time at Outside Lands, not first time at a music festival for most of them, I think, pretty much all of them. So uh, definitely good guides and uh, good to go with somebody who's at least somewhat knows what they're doing, uh, especially with the amount of people that were there. And, uh, you know, it's nice to... uh, have a good group it makes everything a lot more fun and it was it was uh it was definitely had a great time so shout out to them wow that is the biggest shout out you've ever done so yeah that's like since like five shout outs in one shout out yeah rj you uh shouting anyone out oh i got two shout outs for three people oh first one Goes to my partner, Olivia Snow. Nice. Been going through some rough patches with the graduate studies, as you often do. 
down this journey, and she's always been there to support me, so thank you for that. It is much appreciated. Shout out to you. My second shout out is to what I'm going to be doing after the recording. My second shout out is to the two major fantasy assets on my team, LaMelo Ball and Steph Curry. Going to watch them duel it out to cap off this wonderful night. So shout out to those ballers. Let's put up some numbers. Also, I have an update. Oh, talking about Kyle Pitts's Kyle Pitts's age. He is not yet twenty-one. God, but in three days he will be. Oh, happy birthday, happy Kyle. birthday, Kyle Pitts. We love you here on the show. Maybe come on one time. <laughs> We'd love to have him on. <laughs> well, I I got one shout out. Um, I'm gonna shout out Sonia's grandpa, Opa. I'm not going to say his full name because... Oprah. Opa. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to say his full name because I don't know if he'd like that. So I'm going to respect his wishes. But he sent a replacement phone to me soon after we got back because my phone got pickpocketed at my music festival. So... He came to the rescue, and he also, right before this podcast, uh, he saw a picture of our new cat, Maurice, which we shouted him out last episode, um, and he's a veterinarian, and he thought he had a lump on under his right eye, and he was concerned, and he called us about it. So, um, just a nice, caring gentleman who wants the best for animals, and obviously for his granddaughter, and people who date his granddaughter, which is me, so... Shout out Opa for giving me this iPhone. Opa! 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 What's his real name? Like Jerry? No, it's not Jerry. Mm, Johnson. Wow. You just dox him. Kyle Pitts. How do you get your phone pickpocketed and your girlfriend's phone too? What do you mean, how? Do <laughs> you want to know how it happened? Yeah. Uh, we we're just uh, we're late into the night, and we're at this one set. And I guess this DJ is like he's known for like making like weird demonic, like I don't know, just weird noises that you're never gonna really hear. And it's notorious for like people like acting up and like causing fights and pickpocketing. So uh, should have been more careful going into it. But uh, during the set, Sonya was like struggling with her uh, with like stuff in her hands. So I was trying to be a gentleman and help her out by taking her phone and I slide it into my pocket with my other phone and I was, you know, going to give it back to her like soon after she got everything situated. But you know, we're just, we're at a concert, we're having fun, you know, you just lose track of stuff. And I get a pretty hard bump from behind me and I look over and it's this dude holding his girlfriend's hand and he's making ways through his crowd, but he bumped me pretty hard, hard enough for me to look at him. And then they go past us and I realize because I don't have two big phones in my pocket that my, I, the phones are gone. So I start looking around on the ground and this guy behind me, he was like, yeah, I just like saw him bump into you. I think they just stole your phones. Like they did it super fast. And I was like, all right, well, fuck. Like, here we go. I, nice guy to stop. Yeah, I don't know. He that, watched that, the crowd. I don't know. Um, so then um, he, so I tell Sonia, she starts freaking out a little bit. I dive into the crowd after them, hoping that maybe I'll see him. Um, 
and just a lot of chaos going on. I get to this point where I stop and I'm looking around and this guy right behind me, I hear him yell like, dude, where's my phone? Where'd it go? And he's like, someone stole my phone. So someone just stole his phone like soon after I had just gotten there too. So a lot of pickpocketers that, um, that, that festival, I mean, people, people pay tickets to go to that festival just to take phones. I mean, a lot of money in that stuff. They'll wrap it up in tinfoil and put them in their backpacks because there's videos of people at other festivals like finding pickpocketers' backpacks and just like pulling out 30 phones all wrapped in tinfoil. Um, What's with tinfoil? It blocks the... Yeah, like the find your iPhone, I think, and stuff like that. So That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Lost two phones in one go. So like what he does is he bumps into me and then the girlfriend is the one with the quick fingers and she just snatches it while I'm distracted. So... Uh, Learn my lesson that way. Going to carry a fanny pack now. Anyone who's listening to this going to a music festival, fanny pack, no phones in the pocket, nothing in the pocket. When someone bumps you pretty hard, just be aware. Or at least your front pocket. It What? What? Front pocket's way more secure than a back pocket. They got it from my front pocket. Reason. Oh, they got it from your front pocket? Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's what I'm saying. Damn. That's crazy. What was the DJ's name? Um, it's Sudden Death, but he's like he has like an alter ego, and it was a Void set. He like wears this like like moose like or like like deer head. It's like pretty scary, but sounds like really bad vibes at this set. I, was say. I mean, it's pretty. It was, it was a cool set to watch. Pretty crazy, but I mean, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Like people, people, it like brings out the worst in people for some weird reason. It's like a witch, you know, like casting a spell on someone i don't know know. the witching hour on red zone yes makes me do crazy things makes people do crazy things but yeah well glad you're back online fire off some airs i'm going to tonight so i think that is it for us tonight unless you guys have anything else especially on kyle pitts Uh, we can definitely dive into him (laughs) but all right well sixers Doing well? Warriors doing well? Warriors playing right now? Anyone know the score? No. <laughs> Alright, no score? That's alright. We got 39-35 Hornets. Alright, well let's get watching that. Thanks everyone for listening. Ooh, Gary Payton, wait. Gary, the, I just got a, an update. Gary Payton yams on Kelly Uber. Oh, <laughs> I gotta watch. I gotta watch this. Watch my boy Kelly Oubre. All right, we'll leave you with that. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Oh my God, Stefan is sucking right now. <laughs> <laughs>